Galaxy Lights, Coachella, Lightning Bolt Necklaces. Did you catch all the Scandaval clues? Last March, one cheating scandal launched a reality TV investigation that generated hundreds of conspiracy theories, thousands of podcast episodes, and millions of dollars in revenue. I'm Jody Walker, host of An American Scandal. Ahead of the Vanderpump Rules premiere, relive the pop culture phenomenon that rocked a reality nation. Starting January 23rd on Ringer Dish. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Mary, I'm Puck's senior political correspondent, and this is Somebody's Gotta Win. Well, on Tuesday night, Donald Trump won the New Hampshire primary. He is one of the few candidates to win both Iowa and New Hampshire. Since the 1970s, there hasn't been a single candidate to win both primary states within the two weeks. For some reason, New Hampshire pretty much likes to tell Iowa, go F off, and they like to pick their own candidate. But no, Trump has won New Hampshire for a second time. Well, technically a third time, if you count when he was president. But the question right now is really by how much did he win? You know, Nikki Haley has vowed to stay in the race. She says she's going on to South Carolina, her home state, even though it's going to be a month from now. And that's a long time to not be really picking up any delegates or having any big wins. I've got Teddy Schleifer, my colleague from Puck, on the ground at the Trump victory party. Uh, Teddy and I swapped spots. I left New Hampshire. He's there now giving me the the feels. Okay, what's it like? Tell me who's there. The best spotteds we had... Um... You know, Rudy Giuliani, we had George Santos, we had uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, you know, at one point I was sitting in the restaurant and, and Santos was telling Marjorie Taylor Greene to call him, um, you know, for some some hot tea that we will not be privy to here on The Ringer. Why am I but, not um, surprised that they're besties? What is the hot tea? Tell me. I want to hear it. The, 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 the hot political tea here, I mean, it is this is, you know, being kind of described by, um, you know, all, all Trump folks as, you know, a massive win, you know, as you point out, Tara, you know, the first, you know, first in a long time to win both Iowa and New Hampshire. Um, I, I feel like these results are going to be perf- almost like as if delivered by God, like perfectly ambiguous enough for everybody to like, kind of just go into, you know, maximum spin mode, right? Like it's technically going to be double digits, but like kind of barely, you know, it's, it's, it's better than Haley is performing better than she did in the most recent polls, but worse than she did in the polls like two or three weeks ago. So everyone's kind of got these like plausible arguments they could make and will make. And it seems like, you know, if God wanted to just maximize the muddle, um, mm. he succeeded because now everybody is, you know, has and, and is deploying their best argument, which, you know, if Haley won by if Haley won or if Trump won by 30, you know, like mm-hmm. the spin would be, would be very spinny. But now the spin is not that spinny because like everything's got 
enough truth to it. But right now we're only at 50% of the returns and it looks like, hold on, she's at, he's at 54%, she's at 43%. Okay. They're 10 points apart. Is that what we expect? Technically double digits, right? You know, the, the, all the Trump yeah. surrogates were on stage saying double digits, double digits, but like, you know, and, and, you know, there were some Haley people definitely that were expecting single digits and, and they saw that as a win. But, um, yeah. you know, the goal, the goalpost moving is, is, is pretty epic on all sides. Right. Cause, um, you know, if two, if, if two months ago, I told you that Nikki Haley was going to be lose to New Hampshire by 12 points, you'd be like, Oh, it sounds pretty good. But if two weeks ago, I told you she'd lose New Hampshire by 12 points, you would say, Oh, you know, did she, what happened? You know, I thought she was going to win yeah. New Hampshire. So I just right. feel like this, we're, we're, we're in maximum spin. Everyone's well, got we never her. saw her winning New Hampshire. Right. There were no, there was never a poll over winning New Hampshire, correct? There was an idea of an upset and the great theory that one-on-one against Donald Trump, she could take him down in New Hampshire by, you know, accumulating the Trump sure. vote, the unaffiliated voters who would write her in. And, you know, independents, unaffiliated voters are the largest voting block in New Hampshire. So there was a shot at that. And some of the early exit polls had people thinking it's a 49% of the voters were unaffiliated in some of the early CNN exit polls. So there was some hope, you know, her speech, she came out when she was down by seven points and it was pretty, you know, upbeat. She was attacking Trump for his mental acuity, uh, for confusing her with Nancy Pelosi. She said, I'm going to go on to South Carolina. She sounded like it was a victory in a lot of ways. I mean, she came out early. It's like Iowa, right? (laughs) Where, Like, you know, you get the sense that she, you know, she wrote these speeches you know, before, before the results were in and she was going to say the same thing, no matter what, right. right. Unless she got absolutely clobbered by 40 points. Um, and, and the Trump speech here, you know, I was, uh, here at the, the Sheridan in Nashua. Mm. That it used to be a Tara Sheridan in Nashua, by the way. <laughs> the restaurant is still called the Tara. I know I went there last week and hung out with some Trump officials, you know, and got the scoop. <laughs> you no, know, the Trump speech was, you know, basically pledging like all out war in South Carolina. The primary is over. Mm. What is she doing? It was all about Nikki Haley, you know, obsessive, right. pretty, pretty, pretty negative, you know, in, into the spin room or into the press room kind of after the event, you know, Giuliani makes his appearance and he's like saying, you know, we're going to go really after her. It's going to be really he personal. He knows who butters his bread though with those legal issues. <laughs> he needs Trump by his side. Sure. Sure. But look, I mean, I mean, you know, you know, Trump, you know, Trump was saying there's all, you know, I forget what the line was, you know, you're saying like, there's all these scandals that Haley has that, you know, if, if the deck were running or Trump or Tim Scott were running, there wouldn't be any scandals, but what scandals he's kind of wink. I don't know. I mean, he's kind of wink, winking at a lot of things, right. About Nikki Haley I don't right know now, the big Nikki Haley scandal. If, if, if there is one, they haven't uh, dug it up yet. So, I mean, I think in South Carolina, you know, the, the, the Trump attitude here is like uh, a mix of a gasp, right? Like how could she even pretend that there's a chance here? Um, and, you know, uh, pledge to get down and dirty if she, if she wants to go there yeah. and you know they, they want to humiliate but they want to humiliate her right. uh in the state and um you know she clearly has been very far down um uh to begin the race from a, from a polling perspective but you know nikki haley won a two-person race she wanted time to you know really do a two-person race right like you know it yeah. was only this has only been a two-person race for three or four days right she's gonna have a month to give it her best shot uh and you know when you talk with haley people their their impression is um, you know, there's going to be a lot of time for them to kind of, uh, time is on her side. Oh, see, I would think in politics, time is not on your side, especially when you need momentum. Yeah. But she doesn't really have momentum right now. I mean, 
So you think if there is no momentum, then better to have time. Right. Because I mean, they, they, they seem to think that they can, you know, try to go Trump into a debate, try to like, yeah, right. you know, find some way, <laughs> find some ways to win, win the, win the media cycle. Win the U.S. Virgin Islands now that DeSantis has basically right. seated them. There is the Nevada primary where she's not going to get any um, delegates. It's just weird. Right. I wonder if they spin that up into some sort of win. They can't really. Nevada? Yeah, I mean, Trump was, Trump was on stage today saying, like, I already won the Nevada primary. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, or the Nevada caucus. Whatever. They split it into two, a caucus and a primary. Very bizarre. So, I don't know. What do, what do, you, what do you think is kind of the big question for over the next, like, week or two about the race? Well, I mean, I had heard from a Trump uh, official, like, you know, we're going to finish her off, like, General Custard in South Carolina. And it's like... South Dakota. South Dakota. Is he South Dakota? The, yes, yes. General Custard, South Dakota. Okay. Well, yes. they're, the, they're using uh, incorrect references that I uh, obviously don't have as much of it, <laughs> a knowledge of this. But, um, yeah, they, they want to finish her off. They want to embarrass her. And the speech was tonight was, was that. I was definitely embarrassing. Uh, you saw Tim Scott standing right behind Donald Trump, obviously vying for that VP spot. Vivek Ramaswamy got to talk for um, a minute, as Trump said. And Trump seemed really angry that she was not willing to truly concede, right? Like, all he wants to do is wrap this yeah. up and say, I'm the nominee. He doesn't want the fight. And so I think he's going to be really brutal to her in the next month. And I just, I, like, all the polling shows him up 30 to 40 points on her in South Carolina. I don't think DeSantis dropping out changes much of that. If anything, it probably helps Trump. But she was governor. I don't know. She has the money, is what I was told. We didn't see today, early in the day, when the Haley people kind of put out their memo, mm -hmm. sort of, you know, uh, forecast the next few weeks and Super Tuesday. Because, the, you know, the conventional wisdom argues that, like, if Haley's not winning in New Hampshire, yeah. uh, where is she winning? And, like, they really are going after open primary states. Um, you mentioned, you know, what a high percentage of people were um, New Hampshire independents and, then you know, maybe some Democrats. Um, the, the Haley people are going to be really targeting open primary states. And mm -hmm. it's pretty clear, you know, it, it's, it's fine to do that. I thought it was kind of interesting that they were like explicitly saying so, because, you know, you know, you're basically explicitly saying you want non-Republicans to yeah, vote you want, in the Republican yeah, primary. Right. Um, that actually is more reflective, though, of the of the voting bloc that will determine this election, those unaffiliated swing voters. So if she can win them, like, I think that's, the a, general yeah, election, yeah. that's a strong right. argument. Okay. So she wins unaffiliated swing voters. That's who you need to win a general election. I know in a Republican primary that turns them off. They're like rhinos, you know, Republican in name only, but in reality, it shows that she's got general election electability. But then again, Trump does too. If you look at the polling. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the vibe, though? Like, is the Trump team, like, jubilant or are they kind of pissed off? Like, do they just kind of wish she would have conceded? Right. I think they're angry because, I mean, there's, there's a sense that, like, I feel like she now has, you know, I was saying the spin masters are, are in overdrive. She now kind of has a credible enough argument mm -hmm. that, like, things are going to go to South Carolina. So I think right. there's, like, an anger where, where if she lost by 30 points, you know, like, no one would argue that there was yeah. a chance at all. Um, so, you know, I think there's an anger, you know, like, you know, Trump people want this to be over. They, you know, I was talking to some people earlier today who were like, you know, they want to form a joint fundraising committee with the RNC, right? Which you can only do when you're the presumptive nominee. Right. Like they want to do that now, you know, like they're, they're pissed that like, this is going to now go for more weeks. Like they're really trying to get all the Republican donors to, uh, mm. you know, commit, commit. And now, 
you, you could see an argument where, where, you know, the Paul singers of the world say, uh, we were ready. We're not ready to, you know, toss in the towel yet. Right. I actually heard that tonight. I was hearing that they still want to stick with Haley. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, the, it's interesting, you know, I have a story coming out, um, you know, later this week, sort of about this decision point that Republican donors face right now, where, um, folks who donated in 2016 felt, um, there was a shot at, at beating Trump and then they were really concerned about Trump. Mm. Uh, if they could, you know, all unify behind the, you know, the Ted Cruz, the John Kasich or whomever, we can beat this guy. Um, I don't think there's the same fire on the belly this time. I feel like lots of major donors. Yeah, but they, there was no unified, there was no candidate then they were all, there were so know, many, of them. So, but now you have a shot. Yeah. But you know, she's not Trump's popular. I mean, like I, I just think that lots of Republican major donors, um, do not have the energy for this fight. You know, it's very interesting over the next week. We have two big donor committees that are meeting. Um, one is the Coke network, which is meeting this weekend. The and they're behind the, Haley and they have been correct explicitly. And yes. then you have the American opportunity Alliance, which is this kind of wall street heavy, uh, consortium of, of major donors who are meeting next week. Um, and, and both of them are trying to assess this question about how hard to fight. Right. Um, and it's not really clear, um, because, uh, these results are, kind of good, but also kind of bad. And so that's why, um, I feel like it's going to be this muddle, um, that's going to persist. Someone's going to flip a coin. Is that what you're saying? Jamie Dimon's going to flip a coin. It's all things really work uh, in, <laughs> in high stakes politics. Um, you know what though? I will say, uh, I did hear though that she has the money to keep going until South Carolina. What does that mean? To you. I mean, my, she, my impression is she like, she, yes. Like, I think that like the Nikki Haley super PAC, I know did not even spend all their money, um, for New Hampshire. Cause they want to save some for South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, yes, I think if Nikki Haley had won by a point, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, lost by a point, you know, they would raise a hundred million dollars. It's like, I mean, the Haley super PAC will be fine. Uh, it's not a question though of money. Right. I mean, like, you know, the, the Nikki super PAC was the largest spender in this state. Um, you know, they were, I think the largest spender in Iowa too. Um, it is not a question. I'm not convinced that this is a question of whether or not Nikki Haley has enough money. Does she have enough love? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's a question of like whether or not people in South Carolina want Donald Trump to be the Republican nominee. Right. Like this campaign has not really been driven that much by paid media. Um, you know, I think in Iowa, the the money that DeSantis spent against Haley played a role like in Haley's kind of third place finish. Right. Um, uh, but it's not clear to me that like the, the paid media has moved moved much of anything this cycle. Yeah. Also, you said this to me the other day uh, when you were in um, New Hampshire, you were saying, I don't understand why everyone thinks Nikki Haley is such a strong politician. And I think what people say when they say she's like a strong politician, they mean she's polished. You know, she nails her lines. She's, you know, she seems to be consistent, although I, she's a little mealy mouthed and has her word salad moments. But you pointed out that she actually reminds you more of Marco Rubio than like any candidate. Sure. I mean, the caution, the kind of the polish, the, the, like the aides are some of the same people. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, she doesn't, he does have, she does have some of Marco Rubio's aides. Oh uh, yeah. So that's kind of where, where I'm at uh, on this and, you know, but Rubio never got a one-on-one race. Like Haley said, she wants a one-on-one race. She's got a one-on-one race. She now has a month to execute this one-on-one race in a state that she's from. Like she lives in South Carolina. Like, I mean, you can, you can argue that if you lost New Hampshire, she should, this should be done, but certainly if she was South Carolina, this should be done. Um, so, uh, like, I don't even know if Super Tuesday even happens. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are praying that it does, especially the people who don't want Trump to win. Um, 
Well, we'll see what happens. I think this could be one of those things again where in a few days they just figure out, yeah, it's just not happening. It's time to wrap it up. She may also be just thinking about her own political future too. Maybe she wants to be like secretary of state, vice president. I know Trump is like trashed her and said he won't have her as vice president. He won't take her as vice president, but I don't really believe anything with him. Yeah. Trump has also explicitly said in a self-aware moment that like, you know, when somebody stops running against them, he ends up being nicer to them. So, yeah. you know, um, sure. Everything's on the table. If it made sense. Right. Well, we still, we only have 56% of the vote, but we're, we're pretty much sure it's going to end like this with 10 points different between them. Yeah, it'll be 10, 10 to 13 points. You yeah. Know, the, the sense. It was funny. I mean, obviously all the, all the, all the Trump people on stage were saying double digit win, double digit win. Mm-hmm. When to be clear, at the time they were saying it, it was not a double, di- not a double digit win. But uh, right. you know, clearly, what are facts? Come on, internal <laughs> suggestion, right? Sure. Okay. Well, what's tomorrow look like, Teddy? She goes to South Carolina. Tons she goes of to South events. South Carolina. Uh, Trump. It sounds like he's going to be back in court, right? Yeah, which is actually like a twofer for him. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Just to go back to his speech, she clearly got under his skin. The speech was, as, as you may be surprised here, Tara, was not broadcast here at the Trump event. <laughs> so you tell me, you tell, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, she just, she really got under his skin. I could just tell from like questioning his mental acuity and, you know, basically saying that she wasn't going to back down. You could tell like Trump looked angry. He looked visibly angry on stage. Yeah, that's true. So... We'll see. Maybe this is going to continue to be a bloody, you know, a bloody match for a few weeks. I mean, what does he un- unleash tomorrow? Have you gotten a preview of the new... Um, Nikki- I mean, he said, he said it on stage. I mean, you know, there's going to be scandals. It sounds like it's going to be a very South Carolina campaign. <laughs> you know, um, you know, he, he, he clearly is going to uh, ramp it up. Because remember, he only had, you know, the, this was a abridged one-on-one contest, right? So it was a one-on-one contest. Um, for, for three or four days, um, you know, and really um, for uh, maybe a week, there's always been a lot of volatility over the last week, DeSantis dropping out, Beck dropping out, Tim Scott, dro- you know, mm-hmm. sorry, Tim Scott endorsing. Um, like now you kind of get a moment to breathe. Like lots of reporters here, you know, are saying they're going to go back to DC, you know, operatives are going to go back to, you know, their headquarters. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be, a, there's gonna be a, a, a breath of reset before like we'll have new battle lines drawn. Um over the next couple of weeks. Although Nikki's going straight to South Carolina. Yeah. But you know, that's also where she's from. So yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so now everyone gets a second to kind of reset. Uh, the narratives will, will crystallize a little bit more and um, we're on to kind of a new phase of the, of the campaign, which will be the next month. Yeah. And I think there'll be some campaigning in Super Tuesday states. Right. Um, you know, I mean, Super Tuesday is going to be very driven by what happened in South Carolina. Mm. Nikki Haley's also going on a huge fundraising tour over mm. the next two or three weeks. Um, you know, we reported that she's got like 15 events over the next uh, two weeks in, mm-hmm. you know, in South Carolina, in Texas, in Florida, in New York, um, in California, trying to kind of collect as much big money as she can. That's going to be a big priority for Haley um, over, uh, over the next couple weeks as well. And in the meantime, every single day, you're going to see more 
electeds from Washington, from South Carolina, just endorsing Trump. That's the other thing. I mean, Senator Cornyn endorses him. Um, he's in the leadership. Yep. I don't know how much that helps anymore, but it's kind of funny. Like Trump has become the establishment candidate in a lot of ways. Right. And um, he wants all these endorsements. And, and you know, Brandon Williams, a moderate from New, New York State, just endorsed him. Interesting. Yeah. Everyone's just coming out tonight and endorsing Trump. So it's going to get it's going to get awkward. It's already gotten awkward. I mean, Tim Scott endorsing Trump, who Nikki Haley appointed to be senator of South Carolina when she was governor. And the governor of South Carolina has endorsed Trump McMaster. It's it's just yeah. going to get more and more awkward. Right? Like you're probably going to see the entire South Carolina delegation endorse Trump, right? I mean, a lot of them already have, right? I mean, and, and, Haley, and Haley's been trying to kind of position herself against that by saying like, well, like she was never a popular candidate, popular officeholder in, Cal- in South Carolina because she was always, you know, being tough on the establishment, trying to inculcate herself kind of from the, uh, from that point. But sure. Like, you know, Oh yeah. She claimed she was tea party, right. Before it was tea party. Yeah, right. She's like, she's right. She's like, yeah, I was, you know, plenty conservative, you know, people just didn't like me. That's why I'm not getting these endorsements when, um, you know, clearly the lack of political support that she's going to get in South Carolina will be, will be an issue a little bit. Well, let's make a prediction. Cause why not? Sure. Hit me. How long does Haley go? In this campaign, I think she drops out after South Carolina. I think that it's, you know, I, I do not, I'll, I'll say prediction here. For, for the record, I do not think Super Tuesday happens. I'll say that. I'm just going to go crazy and say she'll drop out before South Carolina. She might have her come to Jesus moment like Ron DeSantis. Yeah, that's true. I mean, people are always in it until they're not, right? So, I mean, he was marching on to South Carolina too, if you believed him. Sure. And he went to South Carolina the next day. I don't know. Yeah, good prediction. You know what? We could. One of us will be wrong. Neither one of us will hold it to each other. And if you're angry about it, you can email me at Tara at Puck.News and Teddy at Puck.News to uh, rub it in. All right. Thanks so much, Teddy. It was great to have you on the ground with all the analysis from inside the party. Um, I want all that tea from Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Santos. I cannot believe he's out there now. Santos just showed, just showed up. Yeah, so Is he like the bell of the ball at these kind of events? Yeah, you know, he's like media catnip, you know. Uh, so. I guess until he goes to prison, he might as well have fun, right? Sure. Yeah, you should have got him on the yeah. pod. Um, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. Bye. Bye. That was another episode of Somebody's Gotta Win. I'm your host, Tara Palmieri. I want to thank my producer, Christopher Sutton. It was a late night for us. Following the New Hampshire primary, another win for Donald Trump. If you like my reporting, please go to puck.news. You can sign up for my newsletter, The Best and the Brightest, and use the discount code Tara20. We're taking a little time off, just a breather, just like the campaigns and operatives. We'll be back next Thursday. See you then.